0: You're listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to americanrvr.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Thanks for joining us on American RVer. On this show, we first traveled to Quartzsite, Arizona for the big RV show. We gathered with friends in the desert for a few days, and we discussed what Quartzsite means to us. Next, we correct the satellite acquisition problem with our older motor controller by replacing it with a new RF Mogul RE-1 Eagle controller. We show you how to swap the units out and the advantages of doing so.
1: Welcome to this edition of American RVer. I'm Peggy Gritsch, your host for this show. Wanted to introduce you to some of our friends. We have come to Quartzsite, Arizona, big RV show every January, and we haven't been here for a few years. So we've met up with some new friends and some old friends, and we're gonna talk about what it's like to dry camp in the desert and go to the big RV show. Of course, if you don't know what dry camping is, it means you don't really have any hookup to any electrical service, you don't have any water service, and you don't have any dumping stations. So you better come in with your tanks empty meaning your black and your gray water tank and of course your freshwater tank full and make sure your batteries are charged and you've got a good generator if you need that because you're going to be here for several days it's a great show the weather weather in Quartzsite is awesome the sunsets are beautiful the stars are to die for and it's just great fun so we have a circle of friends here and we thought we would just go around and talk to each one of them and see what they like about Quartzsite and what they like about camping in the desert First up is Lou Anderson. He's a longtime friend. We've traveled across the country with him. So Lou, you've moved from a big RV down to a travel trailer. How is that different uh, camping in the desert with a travel trailer?
2: Amazingly, it's no different at all. It just makes some modifications in water capacity and how you do things, and a lot of conservation uh, in the... Probably we've been coming since the mid-80s to Quartzite. And seen the changes through the years. The RV show is just the medium that brings the people together. Uh, I've seen enough of the vendors and the sales items and all the many things that you can imagine that you can buy and some things you can't imagine that you can buy. <laughs> and it's the show itself isn't the fun part. The fun part is as Jim goes around and and gets a pan of these people this is the part that is fun about it coming up sitting around the campfire the libations the bs stories that go around meeting old friends and lots of new friends that's what what rving is all about and that's that's why it's so much fun to come out here this is the opportunity to do that and i'll let to hear some of the other stories that are going to come out
1: okay let's pass the microphone down to wanda and ron now, Ron, you kind of organized this small group, but how many people really come to Quartzsite?
3: Well, I organized this group simply because Lou has been out of the, out of the loop for a couple of years, but Lou really started this thing here. We came out our first time in 2007, I think and uh, met with a group of people. We were fairly new to uh, full-time RVing. Wanda and I are full-timers, have been since 2006. And uh, we have always liked the desert and uh, the atmosphere. The weather here, like Peggy said, is just spectacular in January. Uh, So we come out here, we enjoy the campfires. And
1: uh, I know one of the things that Wanda really likes if Jim can show her beautiful necklace, we went shopping, and we, we find jewelry in Quartzite. Yeah, it's not all about RV stuff, yeah. <laughs> no, it's also a jewelry haven, and uh, I seem to find something every year at one or two or three of the vendors, and there are some real craftsmen. So some of it is just really, really lovely, and it's fun to make a new discovery like we did today. Yeah, I know there is such a variety from Tyson's Corners, Wells. Tyson Wells. It's called a you know kind of a flea market um, area as compared to the RV tent, which is really more focused on the RV world. There is just a lot to do here. Yeah. So Ruth. Um, You guys have also been coming to Quartzsite for a number of years.
4: We've been coming to Quartzsite for over 15 years. We've had friends here uh, with the internet now. We found out about this group uh, due to the internet. And last year was our first year in joining them. And we said, can we come back next year? And it's just like we picked up where we left off. uh, with the stories and, and the camaraderie around the fire and and the potluck dinners. Uh, one thing I will say about our travels is that uh, here at Quartzide I always find something to buy. Uh, <laughs> there are new products that come out in the RV tent. There are new things that come out. I've done next year's Christmas shopping for some people um, they're just things that you don't ordinarily find. Uh, the crafts are beautifully made. And uh, I just love being out here on the desert. The mountains are beautiful.
1: Yes. And if you're a rock hound, there are tons of places that sell cut and uncut rocks. Yes. And I guess they have a show after this for people who want to do rock things, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, pass on. Dave, you have anything to say about Yeah, well, I site? go with
4: her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy seeing all the latest little trinkets and down in the big tent and always find something to buy. But.
1: Now, have you ever gone over to the real flea market, which is kind of across the street from
4: uh, yeah, the big and, tent? yeah. Well, Tyson Wells and Tyson and, Wells and MBM. The across the street, we've also gone to. But, you know, oh, Ruth's got, got more to say. Good. No, uh, at Tyson Wells, they have a kitchen store. They've had that every year. Uh, I managed to spend $48 there this year. <laughs> uh, and they're dollar items. Yeah. <laughs> and the kitchen, I always look forward to coming to that kitchen store. It's a, it's a wonderful store with the latest. Super. Yeah, but the most fun is getting together with friends out here in the desert. Right. OK, let's
1: pass it on to Linda.
4: We have been RVing for six years now full time. We love it. Awesome. Um, I like the show here. It's fun and you, I did shop a lot. Um, and I love all the people. Now, are you big dry
1: campers or do you mainly camp not with much. power? Not much, a little bit in, Well, we do in Key West.
2: But otherwise, we're usually hooked up.
1: And how are you finding dry camping? Do you like it, not like it's it? It's camping's okay. Here we go, he does all the work so i let him talk.
3: Uh-huh.
5: Yeah, drag camping's all right. I guess it'd be nicer to be out in the middle of no place and plugged in. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> Luke could arrange that. He yeah. a pole, you can sit out there by your camper. You can plug into it. Won't do any good. But, but you'll feel better. <laughs> um, we first came to Quartzsite ten years ago, when we didn't. Uh, we first came to Quartzsite ten years ago when we were still living on a boat. So really, this,
1: that was must have been a challenge.
3: yeah it was um, a lot of tacking wasn't it Uh, yeah it's we covered a lot of ground Um, so it was nice being back to the show we spend money every time still found five hundred dollars worth of stuff we didn't know we needed and Mm -hmm. now that we're broke we can move on
1: right okay uh, Jim and Kathy, what's, you're traveling with a pet, and I wonder how that is coming to Quartzsite.
5: <laughs> well, Quartzsite's is better, you know. The, the doggy bag isn't as popular out here as it is at all in uh, all the okay. campgrounds. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a plus, but, uh, nah, she's, uh, Gracie here is doing good. As you can see, she's got a mind of her own, right? and uh, she's in charge, and, uh, you know, what, uh, what's fun about her is uh, she's a loving dog doesn't like other dogs. She just loves us and all Uh, people. Oh, that's good. But yeah, we came out here, uh, three years ago with friends, uh, and, uh, had a great time. And, uh, since we've uh, met these uh, lovely people out here in the desert, we have uh, bought a motorhome, bought solar panels, and uh, you know uh, we can come out here on the desert and live like the big folks now. You know, it's it's really well, nice. Well, I'm uh, telling
1: you,
3: somebody else. <laughs> I was going to say the influence of other
1: RVers is tremendous. Yeah,
5: oh yes, it is, and uh, Courtside sure has all the uh, whistles and bells there to make you really want to do more. And uh, so, but yep, this is great out here. And the, and the friends are just tremendous. Super.
1: All right, Kathy, you are up. <laughs> you know what, I forget things, so I'm just going to share what I wrote. OK. Um, friendly people. Friendly people have become our friends. Um, great campfires. We go see the countryside together. We've done uh, some copper mine
4: hunting and looking at the different gems.
1: Fun sharing around the campfires, telling stories and fun going shopping. I also liked going with the gals last year looking for jewels. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Kathy. Now, Rick, you're here um, as a solo camper. Yes. H- how is that going?
3: It works out great. I still have a wonderful time meeting all the people and everything. I'm from Colorado Springs. I left in almost nine inches of snow to get oh, down my here. Goodness. And so that's a real attraction for me to get away from all the cold and snow and the warm Southwest.
1: And so will you stay out of the snow now for the rest of the winter?
3: Um, For a couple of months anyway, and then go back home. I'm not a full timer.
1: Okay. Well, let's see out of this group. How many of us are full time? Two, four, six, Jim and I, and three other couples. That's awesome. That's a good percentage. Um, Rick, I want to talk to you a little bit about solar because I know Ron's got four big solar panels on his, uh, on his rig and you've got two big ones on your rig. How, how does that work in the desert?
3: It's really great if you're dry camping. You don't have to worry about running your generator near as much. Um, and down here in southwest Arizona, there's plenty of sun.
1: Right. You don't have to worry about that. But I notice that you tilt them up to get better solar energy.
3: As you tilt them towards the sun, it gives the panel a better view of the sun and therefore it generates more current.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, well this has been really fun and thank you so much for being a part of it. And thank you for staying with us on American RVer. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: We'll return to show you an RF Mogul Eagle controller installation. Have you been waiting for prices on LED lighting to come down so you can change out those hot, power-hungry halogen bulbs in your RV? I've got great news. American RVer has G4 style puck light replacements for just $5.95 each, shipping included. Go to the American RVer homepage and click on the RV store link at the top of the page. Then click on the LED link at the store page to order. We now have efficient LED tubes to replace your power-hungry fluorescent lights. Our tubes are a direct replacement, the lowest prices too. Welcome back to American RVer. I'm Jim Gritch, and uh, sometimes we have issues with our motorhomes, as you know, and we're going down the road, and sometimes on American RVer, we take those issues and create solutions for you because we know a lot of people have the same issues and problems, and uh, we had a little problem with our satellite dish. Uh, We have a Motosat satellite system, and the controller uh, is having a problem seeing on our particular uh, unit, we have DISH Network, is having a problem seeing the satellites. So, um, this is something that happened over the course of time because uh, DISH Network has changed the, the locator beacons on their satellites and things like that. So our SD2 controller now will no longer lock onto 110, 119, and 129, which are the three primary satellites. So um we started looking around for a solution and the solution we came up with is rf mogul rf mogul um, some of the principals from that company used to work at motosat and what they've done is designed a controller that will actually control your motosat dish and um, it's a, a great controller because it has additional features that the motosat dish uh, controller has never had and uh, we want to take you through that process of how to change that out. If you're having trouble with your ModaSat dish, if it's a good dish, if there's nothing wrong with the dish, this will give you the opportunity to change out just the controller, keep your dish, and it also gives you um, the opportunity later on down the road if something happens to your ModaSat dish, you can then get an RF Mogul dish. So, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna show you how to change it out, how it all comes together, and I think it'll be very interesting for you. So, stay with us. So the RF Mogul Eagle RE-1 controller kit that is used for the Motosat mount um, is a little bit different than what you would get if you bought a complete unit from RF Mogul. Of course what you see here is you've got the manual and the manual is a very comprehensive well written manual. You've got the controller itself uh, right here which is an Eagle controller and uh, then you've got the 12 pin connector. That connector is used on the back of the Eagle controller. You have to rewire your current wiring harness into this and then plug it into the back of the unit for your control of your Motosat dish. You've got a barrel connector. The barrel connector is used in just in case you have a GPS, external GPS unit up on your roof uh, near the base of your Motosat HD um, unit and this is for your blue light. This is a blue light connector. It's an adapter. You have to put this in line um, and I I would believe that it cuts down the power somewhat from this Eagle Controller to your blue light that's currently up on your MotoSat unit. This interesting looking uh, piece here is actually a GPS and uh, that's one of the differences. This unit does use a GPS to control um where you're at and so it helps the satellite tune into the uh the satellite uh, dish tune into the satellites a little bit quicker this unit of course is your power supply a little different than the power supply that you currently have with your uh, nomad or sd2 controller Uh, this is a powered unit that powers up the controller itself now this gps actually does not have to go up on the roof if you have Uh, Roof that is either fiberglass or maybe rubber coated as long as it's not a steel roof You can use this inside the coach and put it above your equipment and it will use the um, The GPS uh, locations right through the roof So that's a real plus Um, if you want to put it up on the roof. You can do that that as well so there you have it that's what comes in with the kit and uh, now we're gonna show you how to put this all together so you can control your uh, current Motosat mount. All right, now you probably will notice that we're up on the motorhome roof right now. Uh, this is our Motosat dish right here. And there are two things you need to do, need to check with your current Motosat dish. Um, the first one is we're gonna go down here and I'm gonna unscrew the screws on this particular junction box here and this junction box you'll notice where all the wires come through for your particular unit and um, you could have up to four cables coming through here going down into your coach. Now in this particular unit sometimes there is a GPS built in right here if there is a GPS on your unit you have to remove it use that barrel connector I showed you at the beginning of the show and just bypass it and connect straight across very similar to the way ours are currently. Now we do not have a GPS unit on our particular uh, satellite system, so we're good to go there. We don't have to do anything with that. The other thing you have to do is you've got to measure your focal length for your dish itself. So in order to do that you have to take a, a ruler, hook it to the top part of the dish itself and measure it um, to where your l are hooked up. And in our case, since we have the dish high definition, it should be about 26 and 3 8 inches right there. And you have a quarter of an inch tolerance either way. And so we're pretty much uh, very close to that, about a quarter of an inch off. So we're gonna leave that. If you do not have that particular tolerance, what you've gotta do is you've gotta actually bend the dish. You can pull your LNBs up, grab the dish at the bottom here, and you're gonna actually bend it up so that it will actually make the distance shorter or if you push it down, it'll make the distance longer. So that's how you adjust that focal length. So once you get those two things done up at the top, you are ready to install the actual controller down at the bottom. We're now off the roof, of course we're inside the coach. And uh, one thing I neglected to mention when I was up on the roof, you should check the focal point of the dish but you should also look at your um, connectors and your wires because you want to make sure that none of your wires are cracked and water can seep in and things like that, the wires that are coming into the coach. That's kind of critical too, and since you're doing this, installing this new controller, you might as well go ahead and switch out the cables or at least uh, tape them up and make sure that they're waterproof while you're up there. So that being said, now we're down here. Um, This is my audio video area of the coach and we've got the old Motosat controller here, which we're gonna take out. Um, One of the things I did do already is I ran the power supply. So this is the wire for the power supply, and uh, my wires are really tight in here, so it's pretty tough to get these things through. So my next quest is to run the GPS. Now, what I'm going to do, in this uh, this is a Monaco Camelot, and on the top part of this, video cabinet there are screws two screws and there's a panel there so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the panel out and I'm going to mount this GPS unit above the wooden panel so that way it can be a little bit closer to the ceiling and to the roof and hopefully that'll get a better signal that way we're gonna try that hopefully I won't have to mount it on the roof but we're gonna give that a shot so that's the next thing I'm going to do of course um, we're going to take the Motosat um, Nomad controller. This happens to be an SD2 controller. We're going to pull the cables in the back off. I've got to take the coax uh, lines off of it because all of these things will go into the new controller and this is the particular cable that I'm going to be changing out to that 12 pin uh, uh, connection cable and uh, rewiring it. So One of the things you've got to keep in mind is there are multicolored wires here. If you have a problem with colors, if you can't see colors well, you probably need to get someone else in the coach to help you with the color uh, schematic here so that you could put the right colors in the right numbers for the new connector. Okay. That's kind of critical of course. And you want to make sure you double check everything before you turn it on. So the next thing I'm going to do is the GPS and then I'll show you how we're going to do some of this wiring. Now I've just run the uh, GPS puck Put it on top of this panel up here um, and I pulled down my little panel and, and actually I mounted it with some two-sided tape so it won't move around and I'm hoping that that will look directly through the fiberglass roof so that it'll get a good signal. Now, that's all been routed down here. I've got the wire for the GPS right here. I've got the power supply wire right here. And this is the wire that originally was attached to the Motosat SD2 controller. The other thing I did is I took off the two coax cables. One that goes up to the mount, which is the dish. And the other one that goes to the dish receiver. As I said before, I have a dish not direct TV. So that's why I'm referring to um, dish network. And uh, it's basically the same type of setup for direct TV. Um, but you do have to install different uh, software programming into the controller when you set up your DirecTV. All right, this is the original connector for the uh, Motosat uh, SD2 controller. I've got a small screwdriver that's going to be able to fit into the screw holes of the connector so I can get these wires out. I've got my new connector that was supplied by RF Mogul so that uh, I could hook these uh, wires, color coded wires, into the different inputs. Now, the other thing I want you to notice is that there is a wiring diagram here that's very comprehensive. Um, And if you just follow it to a T, there are 12 uh, different inputs for that connector. So you want to look at the colors. It has a color chart. It actually has a uh, color coding here. And so it's pretty easy actually to put it together. The only thing that you've got to be careful about is this blue light adapter. If you have a blue light on your uh, Motosat dish, there is a little part that we have to put in, and you saw that earlier, and it's just a little red wire, and that has to be spliced in to the power that's going up to that light. So I'm assuming it's some kind of a resistor or something in here. So uh, I'm gonna start wiring this in, and then uh, we'll come back when I get this all wired in, and then uh, we'll put the rest of the unit in and see how how it functions. Well I've wired in the new connector and you can see that I took my time, looked at the schematic, make sure all the wires in the correct position and then I did put in this the blue light connector, uh, that special wire that came with it and scotch guarded that in. So uh, we should be ready to go now. Um, everything is all tied in. So we've got the controller and uh, like I said earlier, I ran the wire for the power and of course I did have to run the wire for the GPS so now we're gonna connect everything together here and uh, see what happens Um, we've got all that together and the next thing we've got to do you've got a light on here that says that there's power and I took the uh, the opportunity earlier to get on my computer go to the RF mogul That's a website. It's www.rfmobile.com, And um, I got the software for, like I say in my case, um, DISH Network. And I put it on a flash drive. And in the instructions, it'll tell you to do that. Because the first time you turn it on, you want to make sure you put in this flash drive into the USB connector right on the front of the unit, and then turn the power on. And as soon as you turn the power on, it will load... The specifications in there for, in my case, Dish Network. And so then the controller would be set up automatically for that. So now we're going to turn the power on and we get our boot, we get our loading, it says. So it's loading the information that's on that uh, flash drive. It's 30, 40, 50%. This is kind of a great way. You don't have to go in and set up anything. It actually is set up with the software that you get off of the. RF mogul um, website so it's done and the next thing I could do is just hit the search button and so if I hit the search button it should now bring the dish up and search for the dish network satellites and that's what we're gonna do and it's saying first it's testing the dish it's raising the elevation It's gonna go through a testing procedure obviously this is the first time this unit has controlled the dish So we're gonna let it go through its tests and we're gonna see how it functions. And the nice thing too about this Eagle RE-1 controller from RF Mogul is the fact that you have a readout here. One of the other things I will mention is that um, with the SD2 controller from Motosat, you could never do things manually with it. In other words, you cannot raise the dish manually. You cannot move it side to side to kind of tweak it and peak it. Well, this particular unit, you can actually go into a manual mode so you can uh, move the dish go left right wherever you have to do get the elevation get the skew so that's a great feature i think on this particular unit so um, if you do want to try to tweak it up a little bit which you shouldn't have to um, but if you if you desire to do that you can do it with this particular controller all right well the eagle controller locked in took five minutes and 28 seconds Typically, from what I'm understanding, it takes usually about three minutes, three minutes and ten seconds to lock into the signal, but of course this was the first time had to go through all the calculations and things like that. I've got a very strong signal here, it's about 70% um, on all three of the birds, so um, I think we're good to go. This is great, and uh, I, I got so tired of wondering if the other controller, was going to lock on that uh, this is a treat to have it working first time every time so um, I hope you enjoyed this I hope I could answer some of your questions for you if you're considering uh, going for a, uh, an Eagle controller from RF Mogul um, of course you can get more information if you go to the website www.rfmogul.com uh, or you can call them as well um, and there's a bunch of information there so, uh, maybe something you want to do, the, the controller goes for a retail price of $895, which of course is far less than getting a whole new system. If your Motosat dish is in good shape like mine was, um, then it's probably worth doing that. And the, the nice thing about this is that once your dish fails up there, you can then just get an RF Mogul dish and replace your Motosat dish and you've got a complete new system again. So, something to keep in mind, and I I know a lot of people have converted over. Um, I particularly thought this was the best way to go about getting our satellite signal back again. So, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the show this month, and we'll see you next time, right here, on American RVer.